like I was in a high up marketing job working in Harley Street in London living in a house a beautiful house in South London with a garden like I like on paper everything was there but I just literally was like this is making me really fucking unhappy and I don't want to be unhappy anymore Welcome back to Self-Centred with me, Calypso, the show that empowers you to create a life that feels aligned, alive and yours. I'm a self-discovery coach and every single week I'm here in your ears to help you feel more clear and confident about your next step in life. These conversations, my hope and dream from them anyway, is that they are going to open your mind, challenge social norms and also show you how beautiful life can be when you give yourself permission to put yourself at the centre. Today, I've got someone very, very special joining me. Louise Blackman is a certified self-worth coach. She's a personal development mentor, a marketing consultant, but she's also a dear, dear client of mine. Lou and I actually started working together. You were the third, I think, yeah, third client that I ever coached back in 2021. Um, And I remember Lou coming to me feeling a little bit lost, but also feeling so hungry for more and just so ready to create the life that she had been thinking about and imagining for so long. And she's been on such a journey. We still work together now. We've had like times on, times off where you've been fleeing, flying, doing your own thing and then new projects coming to life. And us reconnecting and, and working together on those. So, Lou, welcome to Self Centered. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm excited too. Um, and yeah, coaching. I feel like coaching is one of those things that until you do it, it's so hard to know what it's like to experience. It's mm-hmm. one of those things that people can tell you about, and you know, you can have conversations with people about. But I remember before I ever started getting coached I was like what do you even do in a coaching session how can it even help you everyone talks about therapy and therapy helping you heal from your past and I really have so many conversations with people about what coaching is but I was like there is no better way to showcase or tell people about what coaching is than to speak to one of my clients and have (laughs) them share their journey and the things that have changed for them the way that it's impacted them so no better person than you. No, basically no better person than you to have Yay. on a podcast. So yeah, like I said, welcome. Hi. And we're going to chat about all of the things, all of the things today. Like I want to chat about where you were before we started working together, how coaching has impacted your life. And then also I want to give time for you to talk about all of the amazing things that you do now and how you help people. And because mm-hmm. I know you've been on a mad journey the past few years even since I've known you so much has changed (laughs) and you're now somebody that specializes in self-worth helping people find the courage to be who they're meant to be which I love like I just love that (laughs) and oh yeah I feel like the way that I want to start today's conversation is I want to go all the way back Mm -hmm. right we're all born these perfect little babes no one's you don't question your worth when you're when you're a child when you're a newborn (laughs) baby everyone looks at a newborn baby and they're like they're so perfect there's nothing they could ever do wrong and then we get older we become adults all of a sudden we are questioning our worth because all of this conditioning all of this Mm. stuff has been loaded onto our backs Mm -hmm. and so 
for us to start this conversation, I want to rewind. Mm-hmm. I actually want to go back to young Lou. Tell me a bit more about where you grew up, what your family situation was. Like, where did where did Lou's life begin? Yeah. So um, I've had, I've moved around a little bit. I'm a bit of a, yeah, been hopping around a little bit since I was younger. So um, I am from a little town in Hampshire called Aldershot, little army town. <laughs> Not much going on here. Um, and then when I was about nine, ten years old, um, my family moved to Spain. So Ooh. I grew up in Spain um, until I was 18, moved back to England, went to uni and then sort of uh, finished uni, came back, got a job, moved to London. And then that's kind of like where I was the last sort of seven years. Um, and obviously when I met you. Um, yeah, so kind of been, been around a little bit. I feel like travel is one of those things that sculpts you and makes you, I know that on my own self-discovery journey, like living or being in different places has taught me so much about myself, but also there is this kind of thing. I I have conversations with other friends who grew up maybe when they were kids and that were moving around a lot Mm. where they, they kind of felt like it was amazing and also tough mm. in some ways because like you're constantly having to re yeah. like remake friends revalidate yourself rejoin groups how did you find yeah. the moving around when you were growing up yeah do you know what when when we moved I remember it literally being like the most terrifying thing on planet earth like I'm quite a shy person until you get to know me and then I'm a bit mental but like in, in sort of new situations I'm quite <laughs> shy and reserved I'm a little bit sort of quiet um and I remember moving and it was, I was starting secondary school. So not only was I starting secondary school, but I was starting secondary school in like a new country. I knew no one, like it was intense. And um, yeah, it was just a bit mental. Like it was, it didn't feel like home, but it did feel like home. I loved it, but Mm. I always had this sense of being like, (laughs) I don't feel like this is my place like this isn't my forever place and it's actually funny that you've sort of mentioned that because it's only like the last sort of five five years or so that I've kind of come to terms with the fact that that's like been had like quite a big impact on sort of my adult life um I had to I went Mm. to sort of counseling um when I was sort of like 24 I think it was and um it was in those sessions that I kind of like realized oh god like that was a massive deal like that had quite a big impact on me like that whole sort of situation and I'd kind of gone through life feeling like I had to just kind of appreciate it and be happy and be grateful for it which I obviously am but it was also just like a massive situation that was yeah really quite hard when I first moved so yeah (laughs) it's it's crazy isn't it I think childhood is this wild thing that we all think but and rightfully so I guess in some ways that our childhood is just normal life and experience and it's Mm. only when you start to grow up and communicate with others about their upbringings and that you start to reflect and think like oh was that normal like how did that impact me how did that change and and I'm curious like was there a time in your life like was it maybe when you were a teenager or slightly older or younger when you really started to notice you questioning your worth or feeling a little bit disconnected from who you were and your value in the world 
Yeah, so I was so young when I became aware of like not feeling good enough. I was like really, really young. I remember being like as young as like 12 and feeling like just like so much stuff went on for me. I don't know, like it was obviously being a kid is hard anyway especially being a girl like teenage girl years I feel like there's hormones and like your body changes and like obviously society wants you to look one way and yeah it's all just a lot anyway but I'm a super emotional person and I feel things really really deeply and I feel like I just sort of really struggled with everything and then on top of that it was like I took everything really personally and I sort of thought you know I wasn't smart enough I wasn't pretty enough I wasn't skinny enough all of this stuff and yeah it all kind of really got on top of me and I remember really struggling when I was younger um but yeah it's like it was like as young as 12 I remember sort of like starting to feel sort of like I wasn't up to scratch really and that kind of like snowballed into sort of being a teenager and yeah it was quite a difficult teenager very emotional like (laughs) a lot of anger um really confused I didn't really sort of like know who I was I didn't have any kind of relationship with myself at all I was just very very lost and it it was all sort of like a bit of a dark time really Mm. it's so hard I was listening to something the other day and it was talking about anger and and the way that you were describing there that that experience as being a young teenage girl and I think I remember the same societally we're not taught as as young women or just young humans that don't identify as as a cis male to to be able to express anger you know as girls you're allowed to be sad and you're allowed to be shy and you're allowed to be but anger is something that is painted as Mm -hmm. this unattractive unfeminine on all of the things that you are told you want to be when you're a teenage girl and so you quite often if you're not expressing anger in a way that is healthy and that is natural and it, it can build up and it can like pour and turn into something that can become quite dangerous and I feel mm. like I mean it goes for anyone of any gender but I really felt you as you were talking about that kind of anger that built yeah. up after feeling this frustration to not just to not feeling good enough yeah yeah it's it was I remember constantly sort of like being told like you're so grumpy all the time you're like you must have anger issues and I just I was literally like I didn't feel like anyone understood me. I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel heard. I had no idea how to like manage my emotions because I didn't know what was going on. I like when I look back, it's actually quite sad. I'm so grateful for the journey. And if I didn't go through that, obviously, I wouldn't be like where I am now. So obviously, I'm grateful for it and I wouldn't change it for the world. But it's really sad to sort of like think back and, you know, it's just, yeah, there's you're not allowed to express certain things but and it's just yeah if I was allowed to sort of be able to talk about and express the emotions that I was feeling and not have someone tell me that I shouldn't be feeling them it would have been a lot easier to sort of come along this journey a little bit sooner to be honest but it's all it's all for a reason and it had to happen but yeah it was it was a bit of a rough it's one. It's true. 
it's wild, isn't it? It's like, mm. it, we're not taught it. Like they, that is something that, and I really hope, I don't know. I don't know anyone. I don't have any kids to know what goes on in schools mm. these days, but I'm really curious to know if this is something like teaching kids emotional regulation, like mm. emotional intelligence, helping mm. especially like teenagers that are on this massive journey of turning from a kid to an adult, yeah. how to, understand and regulate their emotions it's such massive stuff and I think it could I think it could really impact how people feel about themselves in later life so okay you're a teenager you may be a little wild a little (laughs) mad a little angry a little bit energy and then you moved back to the UK when you were 18 years old did you say like what did you discover about yourself as you landed in the capital city of (laughs) the UK like what was that like for you what was that period of life like for Lou landing yeah in London Lou in London yeah, Lou in London <laughs> um so it's actually so funny because when I moved back from Spain because obviously I moved when I was what 10 and I hadn't lived in England until I moved back at 18 so like Sp- I lived in like tiny little rural towns in Spain I didn't like live in Madrid or anything like that like we were like <laughs> in the sticks right and um, I'd never got on a train on my own. I'd never got on a bus in England. I literally was like <laughs> naive, basically. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'd lived in England for two weeks and then I just packed my bags and went off to uni at 18. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like Thinking back to it now, I had no idea what I was letting myself in for. But, yeah, I literally had the best time ever. I learned so much stuff. And then um, after uni... I kind of like came out of uni and then it was, I think I had a period of like six months at home and then um, got offered a job in um, a marketing agency, which was like what I wanted my career to be in at that time. And um, yeah, sort of moved to London within, I think it was, I'd been working there sort of like four months and then I was like, right, I'm off now. See you later sort of thing. And I was only like 22, (laughs) really young still, like such a baby. Um, But yeah, I remember sort of, moving and there was this sense of like when I move everything's going to feel better when I move I'm going to feel like I'm stepping into the life that I've always sort of been waiting for and I remember moving and obviously when the the like fun of it wears off or the novelty shall I say that's what I was looking for wears off and you're sort of like in the mundane steps of everyday life it's like okay this isn't what I thought it was and um yeah I just I got really overwhelmed. I was working so much like for the job that I had was really intense and I got like a lot of responsibility put on me really quickly. And um, obviously I was a massive people pleaser, all of those lovely things back then. So I never said no. And yeah, I literally, I think within two years of being in London, I basically had like a breakdown because I was just so overwhelmed and like, yeah. It's there were a couple of things that you mentioned there that I I think so many people will be able to relate to. I think first of all, just the whole thinking that when, like mm. when this happens, mm. I will X. When this happens, I will. And I think I don't know. You're 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 a self worth coach. You help people with this kind of thing too. But how how what advice do you have for anybody that is? living their life saying when I get to X because I know that in my experience 
I've had to learn the hard way too mm. that you can think that it's when you get to the place that you want to be that you're going to feel how you want to feel but actually yeah. for me I realized it was a decision I had to make now and I had to then embody that but yeah what advice do you have for anybody that's thinking or waiting for something to happen in their life to mm. feel a certain way it's just it's all inside you you will never ever reach this status that you feel you're going to reach by changing your environment or your career or your status or anything like that unless you look at what's making you feel like you need more because mm. I've done it so many times as well I've literally moved house <laughs> I can't I literally move house I don't think I've lived in the same house for longer than like three years like I literally will move I'll change friendship groups I'll cut my hair <laughs> I'll dye my hair I'll <laughs> literally do everything and anything to switch things up and it's yeah it you, you just always realize when you get to that point that you feel is going to lead on to like great big things and give you this internal peace when you get there it's like oh well maybe actually it wasn't this that I needed it was something else and it's just like no 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 it's inside you've got to mm. do the work it's so true mm. I think it's the external things that we can focus on when actually it's you getting to the root cause is what you were saying there and I think yeah. that's so valuable for anyone yeah. listening that's like oh I'm feeling this lack of fulfillment in my life like I know that I want more and maybe if I move maybe if I travel maybe if I do all of those things I'll find my answers and I think those things can be great accessories to finding answers right sometimes if you yeah. go on that trip or you put yourself in a healthier environment yeah fine but the root cause like why do you why do you feel not why do you not feel good enough yeah. why do you feel unconfident why do you think that you can't get that job or why do you think that you can't get the man of your dreams or the per <laughs> woman of your dreams or the person of your dreams yeah. like what's what what are the stories that you're telling yourself that are stopping you from living that life and actually mm -hmm. I think that leads me on to a really good question what were the stories you were telling yourself before we started working together when you were stuck in a cycle of maybe people pleasing doing the job that you thought you wanted to do maybe landing in the wrong relationships and maybe I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more to that but what were the stories mm. you were telling yourself that were keeping you stuck in a life that just felt a bit like meh mediocre you know yeah. rather than thriving <laughs> Um, so there was millions and millions of stories I was telling myself. I've got a list as long as my arm, to be honest. But at the <laughs> crux of everything, it was that I I just wasn't good enough. And it wasn't like I'd I'd done, been working on myself for a long time, right? So I'd I'd pulled myself back from like a really unworthy feeling place, and I felt like because I'd done that, I'd got to a point where I was like, oh, okay, this is it now. But it it wasn't right, and I, I it was always this sense of like just a I just wasn't that good enough it wasn't like a massive thing of like I'm completely unworthy but it was like this little bit of like oh, I'm, I'm just not good enough I'm just not good enough to earn over whatever I'm earning now or I'm just not good enough to be in the position above me or like the boys I was dating I was like always thinking like oh they're just a bit better than me or like not that it's about looks anyway but like oh they're slightly out of my league like look wise and it was just always this sense of like you're just not there and mm. it was like throughout every area of my life really and I kind of just sort of got to the point where I was like I'm not even gonna try it's it's easier to sort of just stay here and know that I'm not 
on that level are just stay mediocre because it's like rather than <laughs> rather than try and like get rejected or fail or be told no or <clears throat> whatever it is I just was in this weird little like in between of like things were always just out of reach and I was always like okay mm. but not quite happy I was just like it was it was like a sense of being stuck and it was always just like yeah this is this is where you're going to be this is what life is like and mm. that's where you're gonna sort of almost stay like, in yeah almost like that like safe zone isn't it it's mm. like the uncomfortable place mm. where things feel like they're not as great as they could be but it's kind of safe and you would just accept but this is this will just yeah. be where I am like I'm, yeah. I I will just live my life at this level yeah. and the hopes and dreams that I have are like too far out there I'm just a little bit not not worthy for them so yeah. I guess I'll just settle like yeah. settle is actually oh, a word that's I the word. Hear so <laughs> yeah. oh, settling <laughs> yeah settling yeah. like yeah. settling for the the, the like settling for the person, settling for the job, just mm. settling and cruising. And actually, I shared a post about this a while ago, but it's this. Actually, no, it wasn't. It was a quote that I shared in an article that I was asked to write for, where it was like, your safe zone, like the thing that feels most comfortable, if you choose that, it will soon feel like the most skin-crawling discomfort yeah. that you've ever felt in your life. I don't know if you if you can relate to that. I know for me on my journey, there were times when I was like, oh, I just like this, this is the safe option and it's kind of fine. So it will be, it will be chill. Like, yeah, I can do this job for a bit longer or I can stay in this relationship for a little while. Like it's safe. It makes sense. And then yeah. the noise gets louder oh. and louder yeah. until you can't take it anymore. I don't know. Do you feel, do you feel the same that like oh safety turns into absolute discomfort? Yeah. I remember just before we started working together and I was like with, one of my ex-boyfriends who was literally like I just cried all the time I was miserable I'd put on so much weight I was really unhealthy I was drinking excessively I was spending money like I just I literally was just like I'd let I didn't care and I remember getting to the point before I met you and I literally was just like I physically can't do this anymore like this is making me feel so like horrible like I, re I can't remember whether it was you or it was someone else I think it might have been you and it was like when we were first talking and and you were so, like kind of saying to me like oh what like what do you like to do what are your hobbies and I was like I can't even fucking answer that question like what the hell how can I not answer a question all I could think of was I like to drink pints in the pub after work with my mates and get drunk and I was like th those aren't things that like that's not a hobby. I mean, it, I mean, some people might be a hobby, but it's not like an interesting thing about yourself. I was like, I literally have nothing to say about myself and I can't, like, I literally just wanted to, like, take my own skin off and run away and hide in a hole. <laughs> oh, I feel, I mean, maybe it was me. I don't remember asking that question, but it could yeah, relevant. remember it. <laughs> I think actually it's really interesting before we move on to talking about like your journey coaching with me and, and the way that your life mm. has changed and the things that you're doing now something that I think would be really great to explore that might be helpful for people that are listening that are like oh, I'm feeling like this I'm really relating to this I'm mm. maybe really comfortable I'm living a life that's safe I know that I'm lacking self-worth I'm scared to do the things that I want to do mm 
how, what are some signs that you might be struggling with your self-worth? Because I think sometimes we can normalize the feeling of feeling unworthy and just think mm. it's who we are. We can just think, oh no, like I'm just, I'm just a little bit not great at that. Or I'm not, I just couldn't go for that person. Like how were, what were some of the signs where, that you kind of woke up to maybe before you realized, shit, I, I'm not, I'm not living life in the way that I want to do. I don't value myself in the way that I should be. I'm actually incredible. We'll move on to that. Let's say, <laughs> let's say the big bad <laughs> words, things that you say about yourself now for after, but how, how might somebody recognize that this into this, like, oh, this is me and I'm in a place that I'm not valuing myself mm. and I'm holding myself back from the life that I want. Yeah. I think for me, I was so fed up. It it wasn't like mm. I, it wasn't like I woke up every morning thinking like, I hate my life. This is the worst thing ever. But like, I was dragging myself out of bed in the morning. I, I Like my feet were dragging. Mm. I didn't want to go to work. Like I wasn't like happy to sort of like jump out of bed and skip on with my day. It was just like, I was fed up. I was tired, mm. like drained um I was always sort of like um what's like I would make myself feel bad or like feel guilty about the way that I was living my life so whether that's like I'd feel guilty about going out at the weekend or I'd feel guilty for spending money on stuff or you know like getting a takeaway or something like that I was just constantly like it was just this cycle of like why have you done that why are you doing this like you could be doing that you you mm. should be doing this and I it was just like fed up drained overwhelmed um mm. and it was just it's like it's really hard to like put into That's words that feeling like sticky I like, know when you're ugh. out of it when you've been out of it for a while it's, it's hard like, to what is that? connect but I think also some of the things that you were mentioning before, like that, first of all, the comparison, if you're in that guilt cycle, quite mm. often you're looking at somebody else living life in a way oh, that yeah. you maybe want to, and then you're not taking those steps and then you, you're doing something else and then you feel guilty <clears throat> about it. And it's like, yeah. you're not taking ownership of the, the things that you are doing that you could still do, even if you were living a life that you want, you're, yeah. there's guilt intertwined mm -hmm. in it because you're comparing to somebody else. And And I think, I know for me, similarly to you earlier you were mentioning like the way that you would spend your money the way mm. that you would spend your time like your energy was mm. being expended on things in a really careless way like almost yeah. like I'm not worthy of even yeah. thinking about where this is going let me just like chuck it out I know that was yeah. for me I would just spend 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 and then mm. be like I can't afford to work on myself like I can't <laughs> afford that book I can't yeah. afford that but I would be like happily going out for like 12 <laughs> glasses of wine with my mates so what happened and not that there's anything wrong with that you no. can go for 12 wines yeah. whenever you want but <laughs> I, it was the when I wasn't valuing myself and I don't know if you feel the same when I before I really opened myself to knowing who I truly was and what I could truly be from my existent life existence whatever mm. it was like I'm the, the lack of worth came through the way that I was spending my energy yeah. it was like I'm not worthy of investing in my future and the life that I want to live so let me just dish out all my time and energy with everyone now people yeah. pleasing making yeah. sure that I'm putting others before myself and not even thinking about that and that's the very the very nature of me calling this podcast self-centered is because when we can reclaim that yeah that 
that meaning when we can stop mm. saying that actually putting yourself at the center is a bad thing and know that when you put yourself at the center in moments in your life your whole future can change like the yeah. things that you want can come to you because yeah. you're blocking out the noise you're blocking out yeah. the comparison you're allowing yourself to be the person that you want to be stop mm. doing the things you don't want to do anymore start valuing yourself and so that moment like I mm. remember this is the first discovery call that we had together clear as day like I remember where I was I remember like where you were I just remember the conversation yeah what was what was the, the thing that made you realize like okay no I'm done I'm done and I'm ready to change the way that I live I want to I want more I want to coach like what was that moment for you Oh, do you know what? It's mad. Like, because I always think that this is like, so it was such a big point in my life. And when I think back to it, I'm like, oh, my God, it's so hard to sort of like think back to what it like, how I felt and what it was. But it was just like I had been feeling like shit for years. And it was like I was looking at everything I had and like on paper I hate that saying but like on paper my life was mm -hmm. literally like what people would call like successful like I was in a high up marketing job working in Harley Street in London living in a house a beautiful house in South London with a garden like I like on paper everything was there but I just literally was like this is making me really fucking unhappy and I don't want to be unhappy anymore because it was either stay unhappy and I was going to slip into some really, really bad habits and like just like that would have been it. It was like, a, you know, like <laughs> this sounds really cliche, but it's like cross. There was like a crossroads and it was like either you can yeah. step up and decide like I'm not fucking doing this or you can just carry on as you are and slowly like fade into whatever's going to happen for you down that road. But that's, <laughs> I won't go down that road. So... <laughs> Weren't that yeah. It wasn't written in the stars we love. It just wasn't <laughs> yeah. written there. It wasn't for me. <laughs> it was a no go. Yeah. And you're that. I think you're so not alone in that. I've got all of the things. Like on mm. on paper, I've got the job. Everyone's telling me that I'm doing great. I wanted this, and now I'm here, and mm. it doesn't feel like it's fully it. And not in a like discontent, like you're just not appreciating. In a, mm. I know that there's more that I want yeah and I think that can be especially hard I don't know if you feel the same that can be especially hard when you're surrounded by friends who you may love deep dearly and that you may feel really connected to but they've got no ambition of changing they're kind of comfortable yeah. Yeah. in this zone of mediocrity and I don't mean mediocrity in like there are different standards of life mm. I mean that in an in internal feeling in that same yeah. dissatisfaction cruising that you were talking about before mm. especially when no one else is kind of like I'm I don't want this for my life. I don't mm. want to just keep living for the weekend and then hating the weeks and then yeah. being in a in a cycle of that. What was that like for you? Like having to make decisions. And I know actually you moved, didn't you? You moved out of your house with yeah. your friends. Yeah. Yeah. It was, do you know what? It was actually like, that was probably one of the hardest decisions that I've ever had to make. And it was like the most scariest. It felt like that was like the biggest decision I was ever going to make in my life. Because I was just like, I've built this life for myself in London for seven years and I'm literally at the point of being like I hate this fuck this I'm going back to my mum's house because I just want to be like looked after for a bit but I think for me um I like where I'd really struggled before I sort of like had 
made sure that I was talking about struggling like I kind of got to a point where I was like if I'm struggling I'm I talk about it so my friends obviously knew that I was like going through a bit of a rough time I don't know if they necessarily like understood it because obviously like the life that we were living was what the one that we'd lived for years and years and years and everyone was kind of like happy doing what they were doing and I was this one where I was just like guys I, f- I can't fucking do this anymore like this is really hard I can't do it um so that kind of helped me along along the way to making the decision because I've kind of been saying it for a while. Um, it wasn't like I just turned around and was like, I hate this, I'm, me- I'm like moving. I'd kind of like slowly peppered it around. But um, yeah, it did kind of feel like I was just on the edge of a cliff with this life behind me that I'd built that was like people would die for or like people would be really like, I felt like I was being, what's the word? Like. Um, unappreciative is that I can't say it Mm -hmm. unappreciative because yeah yeah (laughs) because I'd like got like an amazing job I'd I'd have this house and stuff and I was just about to be like I can't do it but I remember yeah it was just I just there was this feeling inside me that was like you have to do this like this is a decision you have to make and once I'd made the decision I was like this like this is right I feel this in my body that this is right um, but yeah, don't get me wrong. I was like, I'm in an RM for like however many days or weeks, and it was awful. I felt like it was yeah, big <laughs> to sort of like be sure. like, I'm gonna and leave now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> no, it's hard. Change is hard. Change is something that so many of us want to resist for such mm. a long time because we're scared, and, and usually you're stepping into the unknown of not knowing what's going to happen left, but. Mm. Bold things happen when you step into the unknown. It's mm. like when you step, you, it's like that meme, you know, where there's that meme where there's like a hand pushing you off the edge and it's yeah. a universe and then you can't see over the edge, there's another hand and it's a universe and it catches yeah. you. It's like that, that yeah. thing, like you're there and you're on the edge and you're like, something inside of me is saying that I need to jump, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going to be the other side. Yes. And you spoke, you spoke a little bit that I want to start talking about what really changed for you when we started working together and what were the biggest kind of shifts but one of the before we do one of the things you mentioned was that you had this like internal feeling this like Mm. intuitive Mm. just Mm -hmm. it's just like uh, something inside is saying that it's gotta change yeah how did you you know me I bang on (laughs) about the intuition all the time yeah I will scream about it till the cows come home because I believe that we're all born in a voice that we need to learn to trust mm-hmm. but how was it for you how did you start to really connect with that inner voice and actually I think we might as well start talking about when we started working together because mm-hmm. I know that this was something we worked together on like how mm-hmm. did you start to trust that inner voice that maybe made no logical sense that you needed to make changes mm. but that felt so right mm. So it's a funny one because I'm actually a really intuitive person, but I'm also really, really good at ignoring that intuition because my brain knows better. <laughs> Done it my whole life. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. Um, it was weird because it was like when we started working together, I hadn't been, I hadn't like given myself any time. I never gave myself any time to do anything. I was just constantly busy. So us having our call every couple of weeks and, like having that time carved out it was like I for the first time in however long I was like sitting down to give myself that time and when you start to give yourself time it's crazy how loud and quickly things start coming through 
And because you're sort of like aligning everything and you're like, okay, I've made a decision to set this time aside to work on myself and I've committed to this coaching program or whatever it is you're doing and you're sitting down and it's like you've made that decision. It's like everything inside you sort of like starts to line up and it's like, right, okay, we're going to lead you to these answers that you need to know. And once you, it's it's really hard to explain because it's like a feeling that you can't describe really, but it's just like this quiet knowing of being like okay more of this less of that you know that that's not right but don't like don't get me wrong I literally kept ignoring that intuition and still um, it's something I have to work on now because you know it's hard to sort of like fully surrender sometimes but when you allow the space for that to come through you'll be shocked at how quickly things start to like flow. It's like everything starts to just become easier. And when you almost like, I don't want to say it because you should do it without having any concrete evidence there. But when you start to like see everything happening, it's like, oh, actually this works. Like this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And it all just sort of like spirals from there in a good way. Spiral in a good way, <laughs> obviously. Upward spiral. Yeah. Yeah. Not that <laughs> not down <laughs> the only way is up um no i the the i feel like the people listening also need to know that when lou and i first started working together she sat down and she was like something you know something's not right i don't know what it is i know that i need to just like invest time and energy into myself to figure out more about who i want to be and you're working in your job and you didn't come to me to think about your job i remember mm-hmm. it clearly you were like i just mm-hmm. want to work on my inner self worth and belief I need to feel more confident in who I am yeah and we started working together in like November I think I remember it was of 2021 and by the I want to say March you were like I'm leaving my job and I'm getting qualified as a coach and I was like pew 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 shots fired yes right you went on this amazing journey of realizing I know who the fuck I am. Yeah. I know what I can do. I know what I'm here to do and I need to tell my story. What were the biggest shifts for you on our journey working together? Like, let's talk about those first six months. We still work together now, but like, what were the biggest shifts for you? What were the biggest realizations for you in Mm. our time working together? Oh my God, so many. But (laughs) I think the main thing was it was like the awareness of what I'd been doing and how I'd been living and once I became aware of it I was like oh my god like how dare I treat myself like this like I wouldn't treat someone I don't like like that the way I was treating myself was just appalling and it was like once that mirror had been held up and I could see everything that was going on. I was like, I this like now I know what's happening. I need to change it because when when like obviously when I came to you, I just remember my head was like muddy. I did like I literally couldn't piece together what was going on and explain how I felt or anything like that. And then it was like having this clarity and this view on everything was just like the starting line and it was like right okay cool go there work on that next one go there work on that and um 
I just had such a passion. I, I didn't know it was in me. I genuinely didn't think I had it in me to work on stuff like I've worked on myself. I've never put as much time, focus and energy into myself as I have anything in my life. And I genuinely didn't think I had it in me. Like I just, I never ever thought I would go at something at the pace <laughs> that I did. And it's like addictive. Once you start doing better for yourself, there's absolutely no way you go back, like no chance, because you see all of the benefits from it. You feel better. And it's like, wow, okay, like that was one small little thing. Imagine if I did that every single day for a month, like imagine how I would feel. And it's just like knowing where you like awareness, knowing where you've gone wrong and then making a choice to just do something a little bit better seeing the results is just like game changer you won't go back ever (laughs) it's addictive yeah addictive stuff I know and it's crazy I think the thing that you mentioned there was just like like those little things that you find that you're like if I do this every day I can know myself so so much more I know that when we first started working together journaling was one thing that you started leaning into that you're like oh like I now this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. This is the way that I'm talking to myself. No wonder that this is the way that I'm (laughs) acting. And it was just this like beautiful unraveling. And then this change, this shift. And I know that we worked on really also uncovering some of the subconscious Mm. beliefs that were buried way deep back there. Like some Mm. of the, some of the stuff that we we've been carrying for years and years and years that Mm. become or we think become our personality, like we think become just who we are, almost like yeah. a, a badge that we just put on. Like, I'm just, I'm not good at this. I'm not confident in that. Yeah. How did you, how did you move through unpicking those things? Like what were, what did it feel like actually? Maybe that's a better, maybe that's a better question. What did it feel like to start removing those weights that you'd been carrying that were holding you back for so long? Mm. It's, powerful but at the same time it's absolutely terrifying like you (laughs) feel so raw and so vulnerable it's crazy like when you've been wearing like a little safety blanket for so many years and you suddenly decide like okay that's coming off now I don't need that anymore it's just like this fear around oh my god what am I going to do without that like how can I you know, like not joke around about like how stupid I am anymore. It's like, I was always quite like, I used to, I'm like the, (laughs) it sounds really horrible, but I'm like the brunt of the joke a lot of the time, like in, or or was rather in sort of like my friendship groups. And I would always like sort of resort to like humor and sort of take the mick out of myself. And it was like, I was constantly taking the piss out of myself so that if someone took the piss out of me, I would be like, oh, well, that's fine because I've already said it about myself so no one can say anything that's going to hurt me. And, um, yeah, just, like, dropping all of that and just being yourself and sort of showing up as you are, like, it's the most powerful thing you can do, but, oh, my God, does it make you want to wet your pants sometimes because it's hardcore. (laughs) Like, it's, it's, it's hard stuff, but, yeah, you literally, it's, it's, again, it's addictive. Like, once you like the what's the quote is it feel the fear and do it anyway I don't know who said it I'm sorry Mm -hmm. whoever said that but like feel the fear and do it anyway like once you do the thing or like let go of whatever you need to let go of and and just experience it you realize that it wasn't as scary as it as you thought it was going to be because it always obviously seems a lot bigger than it is and then no one actually fucking cares anyway it's just you that's been worrying about it and everyone else is just going about their lives 
you then think, oh, okay, like that was really powerful. Like this has been a massive shift for me. And then you're like, okay, right. How can I do something a bit more scary? Like, what can I let go of now? Like, how can I be more like vulnerable? And it, it yeah, it's just it's it's addictive. This stuff, really. I know I've said it like three times, but it really is. Like, you're just like next, <laughs> next, <laughs> next, next. What I mean, your journey was incredible, like crazy, like you in in the best way. Mm. You went from moving past those things and we did lots of subconscious reprogramming work and we just we did some hypnotherapy we did mm-hmm. some uh, timeline therapy we explored so many different modalities to really reconnect mm-hmm. you with the most authentic version of Lou and I remember loving those sessions with you and at what point did you realize I want to help people with this too like what was the moment that you realized okay cool so I've been working in this job I want to I've I've moved back home so that I can focus on me and I can get out of this cycle that is damaging mm. my mindset and the way that I want my life to go. Mm. At what point did you think, I want to help others. I want to become a coach. I want to help mm. other people with that. Because I know that there'll be so many other people listening that maybe have never even thought about doing something different, right? Mm. You've trained and you've gone to uni and you've been working in an industry for ages and you know that there's discomfort within you, but you can't even imagine <laughs> doing something yeah. outside of that. How did you come to that decision? Oh my God. So I remember, I think it was like our second session and I was like, oh my God, I would absolutely love to do what she does. And I remember being like, you're never going to do that. Just push that down. That's ridiculous, Louise. Like, shut up. And um, yeah, that that never went away. That kept coming back like stronger and stronger and stronger. And I remember sort of like always dismissing the idea that I could do that. And I was like trying to put my focus. I You remember Jungle Brain, but I've got another company that I was kind of like trying to birth at the time. And I remember just being like, nah like this isn't it like I can't get my head into it and I started like trying to explore other avenues I was like oh what if I go back to union do you like counseling or you know like looking at everything else and then I just remember being like <laughs> like I don't know we were probably like six sessions in by that point so I'd obviously thought I was a bit more of the bee's knees by that point but I was like nah do you know what I think I can do this <laughs> you the bee's knees for the get-go <laughs> um but I think it's quite important for me to say, I, I know like I didn't kind of tell you until I'd signed up to do the course. I feel like I didn't say anything for a while. And I remember feeling like I don't want her to feel like I've just come on and copied what she's doing. And I know like saying that feels so ridiculous, but that's still the mentality I was in. That's how much I was like, this isn't for you, you can't do this. That's how much my ego was like, this isn't for you, you can't do this, this isn't going to work. And I was like, oh my God, how ridiculous is that to be like thinking all of those things? And and yeah, I guess through all of that, I still was like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna do this to the point where I was like, I'm going to leave London, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to move back home so I've got time to do it. Like I went all in to do this. I didn't just like do it on the side. Like I fully went in and did it, but... Yeah, I feel like that's so important, something that's so important to talk about, because I think when we are making big changes, especially when it comes to careers, we think we need to be the expert and the Mm. finished copy, the finished version of whatever we're imagining will be before we can help others. Mm. And actually, 
if you've been on any kind of journey in your life and you're you're really invested in helping other people who may be on a similar journey and you want to learn more about it you know do a qualification whatever feels good for you to help others you don't need to be the end result right no. you just need to be a bit further along the journey so that you've got some wisdom and some knowledge yeah. and learn some techniques and 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 be compassionate to help other people i'm not saying that you can just like log on and call yourself a coach anyone <laughs> yeah. can call themselves a coach and be like hi oh, let me help you of mm. course there are steps that need to be taken but i think something that stops so many people in career changes mm. is a the thought of starting again but b feeling like you ha you're comparing yourself to somebody who's like 10 years down the line mm. and you're thinking to yourself i can never do that but remembering one every everyone started somewhere mm. you're always a work in progress we're mm. always a work in progress there's never a time in our lives when we're not it doesn't stop the journey doesn't end we Ever. keep growing yeah. we keep going like <laughs> keep growing keep going keep going keep going yeah and you get a little pause sometimes get a little break and then you'll probably get itching you'll be like oh how can I mm. keep growing how can I keep going on through this wild life that we're all existing in mm -hmm. but you don't have to wait until you're the perfect end product like just take right. one step and that's what you did I feel mm. you knew that there was something that wasn't right in your life you took that first step you signed mm. up to work with me we worked on your inner beliefs we worked on shifting things and making mm. sure that you were feeling worthy mm. then you started I remember you just coming on session being like, I think I'm going to leave my job. And like, you're like, I don't know what I want to do yet, but I know this isn't right. And I was like, cool, yeah. you've got there. You kind of yeah. moved some mess out the way that was maybe blocking you from feeling like that was an option for you. And then you got to that arrival. And then the next step revealed itself, which yeah. was becoming a coach. And then the yeah. next step and the next step. Mm -hmm. And I think so often we can think we have to have it all planned out. We have to be the expert. We need to know exactly mm -hmm. what we want to do. Mm -hmm. I think such a valuable lesson in what you're sharing is you just have to follow the feeling and knowing yeah. and the calling for there yeah. being something more and the next one will lay itself out for you like yeah like I literally want to just say as well I had debt up to my eyeballs I had no money and I literally was just like I can't even afford to do this but I made it work like I found that money and I did it and it's like that's how strongly I believed in that feeling that was like this is what you have to do and it's like, not everything is going to be sunshine and rainbows at the beginning. Like you're probably going to have to invest money in stuff or make changes to allow the time and space to like commit yourself to the change that you want. But if you've got that feeling inside you, that's like, this is what I need to do. Like you, it will work out because everyone's got like your purpose is inside you, whatever that feeling is like there's, it's not just there for the sake of it being there and it won't ever go away. So the the earlier you like give it time and space and attention like the quicker you'll be doing what you want to do and it's like just do it like you don't have to be perfect like you don't have to have the money there right now like you can go and do what you need to do there's resources available for you to go and do it and it's not as scary as you think it's gonna be at all the the the, the like energy and the trust that you've used you knew you have this knowing yeah. and I think it's true you can we can constantly tell ourselves this story of like when and everybody's in different financial positions like mental mm. positions all of the things and sometimes we need to be pushed to our mm. edges some people anyway need to be pushed to their edges to yeah. make 
a change in their life and it's yeah. that d- uncomfortability that then forces you to take action and do the things mm. and now look at you you're a freaking <laughs> coach you're a self-worth coach you help other people yeah. constantly feel better about their lives because you went on this journey and every time I you crop up my knees I'm there with like a tear in my eyes like, so proud Aww. of the journey that you've been on and yeah. the fact that you now get to help other people mm feel less like you did when we first started working together yeah. like when I started coaching I imagined this spider web of conscious transformation flowing throughout the world and and mm. I'm really grateful that every time I look at you I get to see that happening so I'm bloody grateful the universe <laughs> crossed our paths I tell you that all the Me time <laughs> and to every single client that comes my way mm. you know it happens for a reason and and yeah. amazing things can go on from that so mm. yeah it's an it's an absolute joy to know you and to be around you and to see the work that you do as as, as you live out your purpose and you've discovered that for yourself self-discovery is a scary and beautiful thing but look at where it can lead you that's what I'll say yeah literally life change and stuff <laughs> okay right I've got a little quick fire round mm-hmm. I'm calling it the final three that okay. I would love to ask you and Mm -hmm. I'm asking this to every single guest that comes on the podcast everyone that comes in has a chat gets these questions ask them and so the first question is what's the most positive self-centered thing you've ever done and how has it changed your life invested in myself like Mm. there's nothing like you literally there's nothing else you can do other than invest like time energy money education anything in yourself like that's the most powerful nourishing positive thing that you can do like investing in coaching I remember being like terrified I'd never spent that much money in my life on anything and it was like oh my god am I mental like is this am I gonna like really regret this but it's literally like um yeah invest in yourself if something is if it feels scary but it's for yourself like compare like what you spend on like holidays or anything like that and just give it some comparison because putting it back into yourself and like what you want and feeling better is just you can't compare it to anything (laughs) okay wicked next question what's something you want that you've never said out loud Oh, do you know what? I've been um, really working on like my money mindset lately. And um, I've said this as a joke before, but this is me saying it like seriously, like admitting it to people. But like, I want to be like rich, like proper, proper rich. Like I want loads of money. Okay. (laughs) And I'm not going to feel bad about saying it. (laughs) So I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, the reason I always have that in the quick fire round is because we can create so much resistance to the things we want by just keeping them in. Like I know yeah. there were some things I was stuffing to the back of my throat mm. for ages because I was like, oh, I don't want to be seen in that. But then I'm uh. like, I'm blocking the energetic yeah. pathways to me in that <laughs> thing. So yes, bring Lou all the money. Yeah, give me, give me some money. Um, okay, last question. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> I'm ready. Um. I'm ready for it. Okay, wicked. And then what is one book or piece of advice that's helped you be your most authentic self so that you can share with everyone that's listening? Oh, God, so many books. Um, I think the most life-changing one for me is, oh, 
there's two can I have two books because I can't choose one okay I'll grant you two of course (laughs) so it's you can heal your life by Louise Hayes that was literally like insane um that was the first self-help book I ever read and I constantly go back to it and every single time I go back to it there's different layers of stuff so it's like an evergreen thing and everyone should read it so if you don't have it go buy it instantly um and then the other one was there's a spiritual solution to every problem by Wayne Dyer and um yeah that's like mind-blowingly incredible and I'm rereading that for the third time at the moment and everything in that is just hitting me in such a different way and I just feel like they keep giving and giving and giving but yeah those two I love I love books like that. Yeah, Things that one. you can read and then you read it again and you see it from a completely different perspective. But you're yeah. like, that was golden, Massive. golden nuggets for what yeah. I needed right now. <laughs> oh, Lou, it's been <laughs> so fab having you on the pod. I'm so grateful that I get to work with you on bringing all of the beautiful things that you want to bring to life. Mm-hmm. Tell the people where they can find you. Tell them what you do in more beautiful detail, socials. What are you offering anything right now? Share away. <laughs> yeah, so I've actually just launched um, my website. So if anyone wants to go and have a look at that new little baby of mine, um, so everything is Louise Blackman coaching. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, um, all social media, all the same handle. So it's nice and easy to remember. Um, you can drop me an email. You can book a discovery call. You can drop me a DM on Instagram. Anywhere you want to get in touch, you can do whatever. I am not picky. Um, and yeah, I'm working with people at the moment. So I've got um, a one-to-one coaching package which is all based around self-worth so there's loads of juicy stuff in there we work on limiting beliefs we work on self-sabotage um all of that stuff um in there and yeah I'm just ready to sort of like really get stuck into helping everyone realize how amazing they are (laughs) you're already doing it so I'm so proud of you also can you just share the name of your program because it's so good yeah it's called worthy af basically if you want to feel worthy af you know you have to hit lou up because she's gonna help you feel that way for sure (laughs) worthy thank you so much for your energy for your time i am honored to have had you (laughs) thank you yeah if you've enjoyed listening today make sure that you hit lou up on socials you check out her website and drop her an email or dm if you're interested in self-worth coaching thank you for being here Thank you so much, my love. I loved it.